Report a shot fired at officers trying to stop the vehicle. We have uh, one officer shot. We got shots fired. Satellite automatic firearm. Copy, covered. Shots fired. We have an active shooter. We have an active shooter inside the fairground. Now it's Shots Fired with your host, T.J. Kurgan, Dinah Death Milberg, and the lovely Crystal Powers. Carrying on, he used a GPS and tracked the car to Richmond Heights at the intersection of Big Ben Boulevard and 64. Richmond police say in the news release, uh, the son confronted the people inside the stolen car and opened fire on them, according to police. One juvenile was hit and suffered a knife, non-life-threatening injury, police say. Uh, he was reportedly hit in the leg. Uh, officers received a call about a firefight between two vehicles and responded to the scene. Four people had gotten out of a stolen vehicle and fled into the nearby neighborhood, police say. The injured suspect was taken into custody about two blocks from the initial scene and transported to a hospital. Two more suspects were taken into custody about four blocks away. Four suspect escaped and has not been found as of October 31st, police say. Officers took the gun from the relative of the car theft victim and also took him into custody. Duh. Richmond police officers searched the area and later found two guns dropped by the fleeing suspects. Later in the day, police received a call that someone matching the description, blah, blah, blah. So basically, no charges have been filed yet. Um, Man, I get it. On one hand, you work your butt off to afford nice things. You have the car, your dreams or just the car you need every day to get to and from work, and some scumbag decides to take that from you. I get it. However, A, following the suspects are not a good idea. Grant, if you've got nothing better to do and you feel safe about it, okay. If you intend on following them to their destination and calling it into the local police department, on one hand, I can respect that one to handle stuff on your own, and you track them down, find them, handle your business, confront them, get your keys back, whatever. However, knowing that you're going to a situa- situation where they are obviously criminals, as they've just committed a criminal act, they're probably armed and not afraid to use them, you're already at a, a not-so-great position. Then you're breaking the law by doing a pursuit when you're not an officer. Granted, you don't have to be speeding or anything like that, but it's still just not a wise choice at best. Then confronting them, that's where it really goes bad. Again, props to the kid. I get it. I I understand. I can't say I blame him, but I'm going to recommend to everybody that is not a good idea. Furthermore, confronting the suspects and then opening fire on the car Uh, It's going to be really hard to uh, hold up and look good in court for. Uh, You can't just start confronting them, yelling at them, and then open fire on their car. Or your car, for that matter. Um, That's just that's not how that works. You have the right to defend your private property and protect yourself, but in the event of someone's taken it and has fled and is no longer a threat to you, and then you pursue after them and then aggress them, that's, yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to claim self-defense or trying to keep your personal property in this one. It's probably not going to go good for the kid, which is unfortunate because he wasn't trying to be the criminal. He was trying to stop criminals, and he probably was really upset about his mom's rod getting stolen. So he did what he thought was best. It was just not the right choice. So if this ever happens to you, uh, I know there's 
Actually, similar situation in Lake St. Louis some numbers of years ago. A uh, a guy lived in an apartment complex over in Lake St. Louis, and if I remember correctly, it's, it's like I said, it's been some years, but he's heard someone breaking into his car. He went out, confronted them. The guy was already in the vehicle, tried taking off in the vehicle, and the owner of the vehicle then opened fire and shot him. He then faced charges for I can't remember if it was manslaughter one or intent I don't I don't really remember attempted murder or something but he himself faced charges and I believe did some jail time over the whole thing why because the guy wasn't a threat to him yes he stole his property but a it's just not a wise decision to open fire on someone who just stole your car because you don't want to hit people a I wouldn't want to shoot my own car up. I'd rather let insurance deal with it and make a claim on it than have my car now full of bullet holes and probably ruined if I hit the engine block. But also, that's just not how this works. If you're in your vehicle and somebody tries to carjack you, we've discussed that. That is an entirely different story on its own. However, this isn't Grand Theft Auto. You can't just go gunning down someone who's trying to steal your car. Um... So, again, this, this seems to happen every so often in different ways. I've never heard of anyone chasing after the suspects. That's a new one. But this has happened before, and I would implore you, if you find yourself in said situation, uh, it's not worth it. Let the cops handle it. Let insurance handle it. File a claim immediately. Get what information you can. A lot of cars these days do have GPS and computers on board. So with having the van and proof of registration, it's not going to be hard for them to be able to track it down. Um, my other recommendation would be don't buy a Kia or a Hyundai where it seems like a three-year-old can boost those things and take off with them. So just, just a little bit of local news there of a guy with a gun making not the, uh, the wisest decision at all. Um, props to him. I mean, that's... Take some guts, but not a wise decision remotely. So, moving on, wanted to talk a little bit about, and I've, I've actually been dealing with this this morning. Uh, I work at and run Tactical uh, Shiznit in St. Peter's, and we, uh, we get a lot of customers in looking for holsters, and especially today, seems like half the people coming in today were buying their first gun and just got their first gun or decided they want to start carrying we're trying to find the right holster selection so what does that look like uh, i constantly get people you know should i have the outside the waistband inside the waistband ankle holster um for females it gets even more complex should i get a belly band should i get a uh ankle holster should i get uh bra holster stuff like that so we will discuss these options and what holsters you should be looking for right after this break give us a call 636-224-6300 we are back so before i dive into holster ccw options and stuff i know every once in a while we mention vehicles on here but right before the show started uh car and driver finally did a review of the new 2023 z06 and i gotta say and this is completely off topic from us usually is, you know, if we mention cars, TJ is always talking about Lamborghinis and stuff like that. But I got to say this thing for the money now that all the uh, numbers are in of 
performance on it is just absolutely crazy. Uh, zero to 60 in like 2.3 seconds, I think they're saying. And uh, running quarter mile in a 10 and a half seconds. So if if anybody, any callers have one on order, you'll uh, you'll have to swing by the shop or the show once it comes in and 2026 and let us know what you think i think tj has an ongoing uh bet on the line that if anybody gets one of these contact him so you can run them head to head and if this thing and does in fact beat a lamborghini he'll be selling his the very next day so if you plan on getting a 2023 or 2024 z06 corvette please give us a call 636-224-6300 so moving on we were talking about holsters so especially females make it extremely difficult for holster recommendations um just because the you know guys pretty much consistently any guy anywhere wears about the same stuff either some sort of button-up shirt and slacks jeans and a button-up jeans and a t-shirt jeans and a hoodie shorts and a t-shirt some combination thereof a very easy to conceal a firearm uh, so holster options is just that we have holster options. We have multiple ones dependent on firearm size or for some of us, what gun we carry, uh, seasonal out, uh, you know, whatever. Some people even have, you know, you got your fancy wedding gun, dress up gun. You've got your, your work gun, your day at the beach gun, you know, kind of broken down into different different gats for different days um women make it extremely difficult like i've said there is more options for them guys don't typically wear although these days you never know uh like the flashbang holsters where the holster is built into part of the bra uh, i know they make conceal and carry corsets they make conceal and carry belly bands they make uh, uh ankle holsters you know and everywhere in between um for guys, inside the waistband, outside the waistband, pocket holsters, again, ankle holsters, leather holsters, kydex holsters, holsters on a string, holsters in a vest, holster in a jacket. Uh, same thing. The list goes on and on and on. So, starting with the gun, you know, what gun do you have? Because that's going to dictate a lot of where you can carry. Not all of it, but it will. You know, I know people who do appendix carry inside the waistband a full-size 10 millimeter Glock 40 or a 1911 with a light and a red dot or, you know, whatever, something massive, a brick. It is possible. Is it comfortable? Absolutely not. So a lot of times what holster you need and location of where you carry is dependent on the firearm. Um, a subcompact single-stacked Sig Sauer P365 is going to be a hell of a lot easier to conceal and carry on you and have more options than a full-size 45 ACP Glock 21 that's a full-sized full-frame gun with a five-inch barrel. Um, it just is. And you have more options and more locations you may carry with the P365 or a subcompact over a full-size gun. So knowing your gun... And what you intend to have it for dictates a lot. So you've got your gun picked out. Now where to carry and where kind of dictates what holster. Obviously a pocket holster you're only going to carry in your pocket. And outside the waistband 
I mean, I've never seen it, at least it's theoretically possible. You're not going to carry an outside the waistband appendix carry. It's just not going to happen. It's awkward. It's not meant for that. It's not a good location for an outside the waistband. Um, ankle holster. You're not going to strap your ankle holster to your bicep. I mean, you could. You're just going to look really dumb. Um, you're not going to carry inside the waistband with an ankle holster. So knowing your gun, you're knowing your holster type and the positioning of the holster is going to dictate everything. So starting out, we'll work with a common one. We have a lot of people, some of the old timers, especially people with revolvers, want an ankle holster. Um, it's a great location for a backup gun or like an ultra small subcompact, like a LCP or something, if it's a backup to your backup. Personally, I can't think of any scenario where... Hey, hold on, let me quickly bend over, lift my pant leg up, and get to this really awkwardly placed firearm. Um, it's great if you have a primary gun and you only carry one mag and it's easier to just go to a backup or you're undercover or something, but I honestly have never really bought into the whole theory of an ankle holster. It just seems like a very inconvenient, awkward place to carry a firearm. Um Next on my list of horrible places, in my opinion, to carry is small of the back. Uh, small of the back is nice because you can carry a hand cannon, small of the back, conceal it, and get away with it up until you sit down. Then it becomes slightly awkward and uncomfortable. Um, however, I just don't like it because, A, it's not quick. You're very much telegraphing and telling your threat what you're doing. Um it's very unnatural to go behind your back to the small of your back. And anybody who's watched a movie knows you, you know, you see movies and see someone is stopped by a cop and a cop has them at gunpoint and they start reaching behind their back. The cop usually blasts them. Um, everybody knows that look. Everybody knows that reach for behind your back thing and it's never good. So, again, that's one I very much discourage due to the fact that, A, it's awkward um, and it's just not an ideal spot to carry. Uh, continuing on, and I'll, I'll do this for men and I'll do this for women. Belly band. Uh, now we've gone completely a different direction. Belly band's not bad. Uh, I get that inside the waistband is awkward for some, awkward for a lot. Belly band, again, you're just going to have to not only lift your shirt up like you normally would when drawing a gun, but you're going to have to lift up significantly, almost awkwardly high to reach the firearm. And again, I just typically don't like stuff wrapped around my waist. Is it a horrible option? No, there's actually quite a few times where belly band, especially uh, we carry the Unity Clutch system from uh, Vertex, and it's a whole, basically that system of pouches and holster where you, especially for wanting to remain extremely low profile, maybe have a full-size handgun, but you're trying to stay as slim and low profile as humanly possible, where you're doing undercover work or something where you have to be kind of the gray man and discreet, but you want to carry a full setup, that's an excellent option. Uh, you're able to carry multiple magazines, a handgun, maybe even a pair of cuffs, and be very discreet and not print or show off any of your equipment or firearm at all it is a little bit awkward and uncomfortable to draw from although i've honestly never carried that way so i can't say for sure i do know that is if your normal practice drawing is from the waistband or around that area it is going to take some getting used to in practice so i'll chalk 
uh, belly band holsters to a good option. Not ideal, but for discrete carrying or full frame carrying still for comfort, uh, check out belly bands. There's a bajillion option. Uh, the other benefit is save the Vertex Unity system. It's usually one of the most budget-friendly ones. So there's that. Also, a lot of times it's you know multi-gun friendly so you don't have to have it specifically molded or you if you decide to buy a light for it you don't have to buy new holsters so we'll continue talking about ccw guns holsters all that stuff when we come back after this break 636-224-6300 we are back guys again on drop that number 636-224-6300 if you want to come all with uh Comments, concerns, questions about holsters, stuff like that, apparel for CCW, I'll get into that last. So continuing on with holsters. So we've talked about why ankle holsters are a no-go, why I don't like small of the back carry, why belly band is a good option. Um, now we're going to move to probably the most heated debate, and we get into, uh, you know, if you've never been to tactical shiznit in st peter's it's an interesting experience we are not your typical gun shop at all um we're a little bit of elitists uh everybody there has a for the most part everybody there has an extremely solid diverse tactical background uh and we know our stuff do we know everything no we are far from it we are not know-it-alls we are constantly trying to learn uh, we're constantly trying to take training courses, watch training videos, uh, keep in with the industry of the latest and greatest technology. But, you know, one thing we run into that we, that is our hill to die on, that we get into people constantly with, and we've, we've ruffled some feathers with this in the store and in videos. Now we talk about outside the waistband and open carrying. And I know people listening this may up upset some people and ruffle some feathers so is there anything wrong with outside the waistband absolutely not um it is one of my most favorite ways to carry in the right setting it is by far the most comfortable way to carry in the right setting um i have multiple open carry outside the waistband rigs and setups uh, I just finished a battle belt setup with um, HRT Tactical's new ARC uh, first line system. It's a real rigid exoskeleton type system with Molly uh, sleeve over it. And I've got um, two pistol pouches, a rifle pouch, a dump pouch, and my outside the waistband uh, level 2 retention holster uh, with... It's kind of a mid-ride with a leg strap. It is an awesome holster, awesome holster with uh, the battle belt system. However, that is just that, is a battle belt system. That is for training, for going to the range, and for when the proverbial shiznit has hit the fan. That is not my everyday carry rig. Um, so here's when we get into the thick of it. Unless... I will make exceptions this time of year. You wear long shirts, you wear jackets, button-ups, flannels. You can get away with concealing an outside-the-waistband holster, especially if it's one of the uh, fire-for-effect outside-of-the-waistband holsters we offer in store. It sits extremely close to the body, higher up. Um, 
you know, shorts and a t-shirt, eh, you can maybe get away with it with a smaller gun, but it's going to be difficult. But this time of year with a hoodie, with a, a Dixon flannel or Vertex flannel we've got, or some of the bulkier overshirts, hoodies, uh, button-ups, stuff like that, easily get away with carrying a good outside-the-waistband holster. And I love this time of year because of that. You can get away with it. Uh, my holster draw goes down significantly in time because I'm lifting my shirt and drawing. That's it. I don't have to dig inside my waistband or anything crazy. My gun's right where I love to have it anytime I can get away with it. However, open carrying outside the waistband is dumb. I get it. What's well, my right? I want everybody to see I have a gun. Yeah, no, it's not a deterrent. I know you think that you're, you know, like Wyatt Earp walking around with your your strap hanging out outside the waistband looking cool and tough and ready for anything. Oh, I don't want to mess with that guy. That is the opposite of what you were doing. You are telegraphing. Are you going to tell, if you're in a fighting match, in a boxing match, are you going to tell your opponent, hey, I'm about to throw a right hook in the next second? No. You try to you fake. You try to catch them off guard. You try to lure them into thinking it's okay and then striking. You're literally telegraphing and telling your opponent or any potential bad guys out there, hey, look at me. I have a gun. Shoot me first. Not only shoot me first, but shoot me first and now get a second gun. So you are not discouraging any bad guys from doing anything. The only way that works is if literally everyone in society opens ca open carries and you see, oh my God, if I go in and rob this place, all 75 people in there have a gun, I have zero chance. So until that day happens, all you are doing is telling the bad guys, shoot me first. Is it easier to get to? Yes. Is it by far more comfortable? Absolutely. But the whole tactical advantage to concealing carrying is the concealed carrying part. They don't know you have a gun on you. You look like just another victim to them, but voila, you have a gun. So don't take away the one tactical advantage that you have, which is concealing carrying, where they don't know you have a gun, and give that up to your enemy or any threat by showing them you have a gun. That has been ludicrous to me and never made sense to me why so many people are so open to open carrying and think it's the greatest thing ever. There's a time and place for it, but that time and place is 99% of the time not the time or place. Um, so I, in most circumstances, especially when it comes to EDC or a CCW sense, would I ever recommend outside the waistband open carrying? Um, open carrying is just a horrible, horrible idea. And especially this day and age, a, it draws unwanted attention to you. Uh, I see this anytime I see someone open carrying, it is literally the first thing I'm drawn to is noticing their gun. They have now gotten attention that they don't want. I would have not noticed them other than my normal observance of, okay, someone just came into the door, but now I'm on alert because, hey, someone just came into the door with a gun. So I'm now going to give an extra 20 or 30 seconds of watching this individual because he just walked in with a gun. That is the opposite of you. what you want. You do not want extra attention on yourself. 
because I'm a good guy. I'm there to help. The only benefit I'll say is I know if anything hits the fan, I know where to find a backup because most likely whoever's open carrying isn't going to use it in the first place. They're going to be cowering behind the shelf because they don't know what they're doing because they're open carrying. Sorry if that's a little harsh. It's just the way it is. Now, am I right about that 100% of the time? No. There could be some people who would be great in a gunfight who open carry. But from a common sense standpoint, from a tactical standpoint, from an instructor standpoint, from a bad guy standpoint, that is just a horrible, horrible idea. Now that we've beaten the proverbial dead horse enough, we can move on. But I'll summarize by saying in 99% of situations, outside the waistband holsters, in an open carry scenario, are a horrible idea and should not even be considered. Moving on to my preferred personal mode of carrying concealed would be appendix. Now, as delicately as I can put it on a radio, I'm aware of most people's issues with the direction and at what the firearm points while you're carrying appendix. Yes, I am very aware of that. It is what it is. Anywhere you carry a gun, you're going to point. You carry anywhere between the, you know, if your belly button is 12, between the 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock position, it's probably aiming at your leg and there's a major artery in there. So that argument is moot. Guns don't typically go off in holsters. Has it happened? I'm sure it has. But typically, firearms are made to be safe inside a holster. So as long as that gun is sitting in there, and the trigger is unmolested, I don't really care what it points at because the gun's not going to go off by itself. So while that's a funny ha-ha argument, it is a completely moot point that doesn't amount to anything. Um, now, the real concerns. Is it comfortable? Uh, it depends. Uh, it took me a while getting used to. It is very awkward. Um, pros, it is an extremely fast position to draw from. You typically have your hands in front of you anyways, so it is a natural position. You can go for the gun, and it it's not a very telegraphed move that you're going for a gun. Your hands are typically already in front of you. So fumbling around with your hands in your waistband in front of you doesn't stand out that much as it does for going for small of the back or off to your side. So... Plus one for appendix carry there. Um, Comfort-wise, man, that's really your body shape, how much of a gut you have, um, how tight you like to wear your pants, what size gun you have. Would I want to carry a full-size 1911 appendix carry? Hell no. That would be horrible. I would not want to do that at all. But a Glock 43 or 48 or 43X, a Sig P365, a Springfield Hellcat, Absolutely, I hardly notice it there. Uh, typically, when I carry my P365, it is appendix carry. I will also carry my Glock 19 with an optic appendix carry. Uh, I did notice that when I moved up to a pistol with a light, uh, the extra bulk of the holster over the light did add for some uncomfort. Uh, personally, just a side note, I've now recently actually switched and my carry gun my edc gun does not have a light 
in all reality, if I need a white to identify my target, I probably shouldn't be shooting at it anyways. And if I am pulling out my gun in a CCW scenario, I'm pulling it out to shoot as fast as I can. I'm probably not even using sights, let alone reaching to manipulate a white. So home defense guns absolutely all have a flashlight. 100% that's mandatory in my book. CCW guns, not so much. I'm not as worried. I do have night sights. I do have a optic, but I'm not so worried about flashlights anymore. Until I'm proven wrong or find a, a massive glaring hole in the scenarios I've ran through in my head where, oh my God, I never thought about this. I'd have to have a light. I'm going to continue to run without. Um, also for the, the comfort factor of it that it is significantly more comfortable to have no light because of a smaller footprint in the holster. So comfort is really a relative term. I got used to it fast. I don't find it uncomfortable at all anymore. Even with a little extra padding in my stomach area now, it's uh, it's still pretty comfortable. Uh, it can get a little old when you're driving in a car uh, in the seated position for a long period of time. You get over that, though. Looks like we got a caller. Who do we got here, Fish? I think he said you would know him as Moonshine Mike. Oh, hey, what's up, dude? How you doing, bro? Not bad, man. Been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, I just got to tell you, your holster maker you have up there is awesome. He he very much is. God, he did one for my Staccato. Yeah. You know, XL. And, I mean, that thing is just like. It is just smooth. It, he really does a good job. I'm going. I got a Brent 10. I want to do and some other guns. I want to do and I can't wait to take him up there to have him do it. I just gotta say, hats off to that guy because he makes a one hell of a holster. Yeah, for anybody listening who doesn't know, uh, Tevin is our holster manufacturer. He is in store typically Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to about 3. Fridays, I try to keep him till 6. We do in-house holster manufacturing, and Tevin is also the owner of Fire for Effect Solutions, uh, his own holster company. Things slowed down a little online. We hired him on to make holsters while people wait. So you can literally come in, like Mike was saying, and get a holster made while you're waiting. And, dude, I agree. He's uh, He's done several holsters for me. The retention yep. is absolutely perfect. It, it's loose, it's but not on. too loose. I mean, it just locks it, right in. It, it grips your gun. You can jump around with it, and it's not going to flip out of your holster. You, no. You know, it's a it's solid retention. You know, you can run around with it and pull it out, and it got that lock, you, you know, and it's just, it is a, he makes great holsters. That's all I can say, you know. If you got a hard-to-make gun, you know, not, not all these gun manufacturers, all these holster manufacturers make, uh, Holsters for all guns, not properly. No, no. But you even have a laser for a gun, he can make it around that laser or whatever you got. He'll make it for it, and it's just, it's sweet. I, I gave him a ridiculous list the other day that I wanted, <laughs> I wanted a outside the waistband uh, QLS system on a True North platform uh, for a Glock 19 with an RMR, with a Streamlight TLR1 HD, uh, with retention, in different colors, and he was able to do it. We'll be right back after this break. Mike, if you're still listening, uh, bring me some more of that goodness next time you're in the area, that uh, cinnamon apple stuff. I, I've been craving that lately. 
Good to hear from you, bud. We'll be right back after this break, guys. 636-224-6300. All right, guys. We are back. One last final segment while we're talking about holster considerations. So I just wrapped up talking about appendix carry and then talking to uh, one of our frequent customers about the holster options. You know, I've... I don't know if I've mentioned that enough on here. If you are looking for holster for your gun, especially for one where it's kind of a unique setup or you have a light, a laser, a red dot, something, uh, stop by Tactical Shiznit Monday through Friday. He's not in on the weekends, but Monday through Friday, 10 to 3. Uh, Fridays, he's there till about 6. Come see Tevin. He can make you a custom holster while you wait on the spot. Looks like we got another caller. Who do we got here, Fish? It is Derek. Hey, what's up, Derek? Uh, doing pretty good. I, I, you know, I was hearing about this uh, awesome holster making. I'm like, well, what a great idea! That, that, that would, in and out same day. And uh, the, the other question I have, I mean, you, you've covered a lot of different styles, a lot yeah. of holster styles. What I would really like to do is actually maybe try a few different styles on. Do you have that opportunity at, at the tactical stuff? Yeah, so that's actually one thing I actually do. Literally, the last customer I had dealt with before I left, that's what I did with him. He was looking to get back into taking some training courses, so he wanted more of a tactical battle belt style holster. So I had him try out our UBL mid-ride as well as a drop leg holster. And you can either have the option if you brought your gun to try out as many different holsters as you want with your gun, or in some cases, okay. I have dummy guns or cert laser guns, especially if you're looking for a Glock, that's easiest. Um, yeah. So if you didn't bring your gun, we can usually help you out somewhat. But either way, yes. And uh, typically we're talking turnaround time you mentioned. Uh, if it's a common gun he has the mold for and he's got about 40 or 50 molds, you're looking at oh, wow. 20 to yeah. 30 minutes. If it's something unique, uh, most unique things, if it's just a standard inside or outside the waistband, 30 to 50 minutes. Uh, we did have an odd one that took a little bit. It was a uh, a Glock. I think it was a Glock or a, one of the new Palmetto State Spears with an optic with a flashlight, but he wanted to arm our hood where the <laughs> holster actually covers the armor. That was a little more of a unique request, so that took him two days to do. Or, like, my holster took, like, four days because I literally asked for every option humanly possible. But on average... I, I, I heard that shopping list was like, it was enormous. I was like, good Lord. <laughs> yeah, and then on top of it, I had him Cordura wrap the whole thing, too. So that just added a whole other level of complexity. But it really didn't take him all that long if he's just doing a standard a for that one <laughs> yeah that was that was a special one but outside of that if you're just wanting a simple inside the waistband or outside the waistband holster um all his holsters are optics cut so if you don't have one at the minute but you're entertaining the idea it's already optics cut uh he can mold it for custom lights or lasers just bring the lighter laser in or have it on the gun um, some of the molds he even already has the light dummies, so he can do it before you have the light of like stream lights or uh, surefires. Um, all of them are also cut for RMR height sights. So if you have night sights or suppressor height sights, they're already he'll cut them for that as well. Uh, I, I have basically all I have is, is pretty much stock bare bones uh, stuff that I have. So it, I'm, I'm only 50 or 51 years old, so I, I still haven't lost vision. Okay, so yeah. I'm, I'm not needing anything special yet. I mean, the day may come, but 
Uh, but I, I really honestly do not have a good holster. Um, and that's, that's kind of a critical thing. I've got uh, one weapon I'd like to do as concealed carry, and then, uh, and uh, a few others that would be more of okay. This is this is your your uh, the belt uh, to wear, and so I, I uh, probably just a couple different holsters. And uh, do I have to make like an appointment to get in there, or like is there generally a long line or anything like that? No, I'll tell you, it's it's this weird, and I think it's because people come in on their lunch break. We know he's going to get busy whenever he goes for lunch because inevitably as soon as he comes back from lunch, there's one or two people waiting to get holsters made, and the poor guy has to eat while he's making the holster. For the most part, we do one to four a day. So if you come in earlier in the morning or closer to two, you'll generally be able to just jump right in and get a holster. Um, He usually drops whatever he's doing and knocks one out. And like I said, he's usually pretty quick. He's got a whole setup in the back and can knock it out fast. Um, and I'll tell you, well, we started doing it in our Clearwater location first and they had such well success that when he asked about getting some hours, I'm like, dude, how about you start making holsters here? Yeah. And got to Got to be a demand. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's so many holsters out there, but there's always one or two things you don't like. And he sets it up. He gets all the questions down right off the bat, especially having lights and stuff like that really adds a whole new level of complexity for stocking holsters. So having someone who can custom make holsters is an easier option. And so far, everybody we get in, we typically see them as return customers for other holsters. We have a, we have four or five customers I can think of off the top of my head who are in for their fourth, fifth, sixth plus visit, getting mag pouches made. Uh, now they want outside the waistband versions of everything. Um, we get a lot of repeat customers because how good his work is. Yeah, well, that's that's the key. He's very budget-friendly, too. We're talking uh, outside of special horse holsters. If you're just wanting uh, inside or outside the waistband, we broke it down real simple. Inside or outside of the waistband with no flashlight is $55. Um, inside or outside the waistband with a flashlight on it is 65 bucks. So very reasonable, too. Yeah. I'm excited about this. This is going to revitalize the idea of carry for me and, uh, and make it better. And, of course, to go back to an earlier part of your show, you mentioned a uh, bad idea to go gun down someone who's... who's uh, helping themselves to your stuff sadly yes <laughs> so you know i had to have to take the new new power of uh, being able to carry easily and comfortably and and not misuse it at all but we, we got to change the dynamic of that somehow or another i know that you, you gave the answer get more people carrying guns if everybody carries guns it's a different different beast yeah i mean but, uh, you go not, into a bank has, go ahead not everyone has a uh, a, a, uh, a modern car. You know, if, if I have a vintage car, you know, like there's a lot of guys who have vintage cars, and if they take that vintage car and they run it down the road into a chop shop where they can park that vintage car out and make just buku bucks off the part out, and the police like, well, we never found it. You know, I'm not, I don't mean to disparage any police, but that that answer has been given a lot to things that have disappeared. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we, we, we can't find it. And he was like, well, this guy took upon himself to say, no, you're not going to get this car. And uh, and it, it was successful and yet not successful. <laughs> I, I would so, say, again, I, I do things slightly a little different, and I'm firmly of the belief that um, – 
police involvement only needs to happen when needed, and I think more people should... We should go back to a time where people can take care of business themselves. Not advocating that, just saying I think that's the way it should be. Sadly, it's not the way it is, but I think we should bring that back. That's it for today, guys. Thanks for all the callers. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit more about holsters as well as uh, how to dress for concealed and carrying and some options that we have brought in to provide it to make it easier for you, the gun owner, to carry comfortably. Talk to you guys later. Stay safe. See you tomorrow.